0: Hey beautiful people, my name is Amber and this is A Nanny's Life. This podcast is dedicated to highlighting the full experience of career caregivers both on and off the clock. So welcome to the potty friend, make yourself at home. Alright friends, so this week we've got a little treat. Normally I just bring my nanny friends on here and we chat about nanny life. But this time um, we get to talk to an agency owner. Um, about the landscape of finding jobs right now. Um, So you guys, welcome Bailey to the potty. Thank
1: you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Okay, Bailey, so I'm going to let you introduce yourself so you can say um, your name, your pronouns, how long you've been in the industry, and let the people know what your agency is called.
1: Okay, so my name is Bailey Silverman. My pronouns are she, her, um, I have been in the industry for, gosh, maybe 15 years-ish, um, 10 years as an agency owner, um, and then five years prior to that as a nanny, um, and my agency is called Your Happy Nest Nanny and Babysitting Agency. Um, we're in, I'm in Charleston, South Carolina, but the agency was started in Atlanta, Georgia, and we're also in Cincinnati, Ohio.
0: Yay. I love seeing your guys job listings, I have to say, because I feel like we don't have to read between the lines very much on them. I feel like they're very honest. (laughs) They're very real when you're you're addressing like work from home parents or parents who want to work as a team, Mm -hmm. parents who want you to be comfortable with them, you know, being involved throughout the day. So, just want to say totally appreciate that.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for that. We um we have really tried to like craft our job listings over the years to um really make them like as transparent as possible as far as what the family is looking for cuz ultimately, you know, we're trying to find the right match for the parents and the nannies and
0: as much information as we can put
1: out there, I think is helpful for everyone.
0: Yeah, it's really, really helpful because I feel like the biggest struggle with job placement and, you know, finding the right fit is the honesty, the transparency of it all. Um, So yeah, thanks to you guys for doing that. So you said that you started off as a nanny. How long did you nanny? I did, yeah. So I um,
1: I was... So my, I guess, career working with children started when my husband, he was my fiance at the time. We lived in Taiwan and we taught English there. Um, So we did that for about a year and then I moved back home to Atlanta and kind of wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I thought maybe I wanted to become a teacher, Um, but I was like, you know, I've always loved working with kids. I'm going to work as a nanny for a while and see maybe this is something I would want to do. So I interviewed actually with an agency got placed with them and they ended up actually hiring me to work for the agency as well doing placements. So um, that's kind of how I got started in the placement agency. So I've always worked more as a part-time nanny. And then I either worked for that agency or my agency or had another part-time job. So I've never been a full-time nanny, but I, I've i been a, done a nanny share. I um, I worked for like a high profile family, which was an interesting experience um, and <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that um, and then I have also um, worked for some families that you know we've developed amazing relationships and like one of my longest families they um, their two girls were my flower girls in my wedding so
0: I had some really great families that Aww. I worked for yeah That's so sweet. I love that. I wonder if it was a a lighter experience not being completely immersed, you know, working like full-time, long-term for families. Um, I know a lot of nannies talk about the four-day work week and how that is like king. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let me ask you, what inspired you to start your own nanny agency?
1: Um, So like I said before, I was working for another agency basically kind of running their atlanta branch and then i just didn't really feel very connected to that agency the owner was out of town and i became pregnant with my first child um who's nine she's almost 10 and i just really was kind of thinking about the future and you know growing a family and decided you know this feels like the right time to go off and kind of do my own thing So I started Your Happy Nest when I was pregnant with my daughter and um, worked part-time as a nanny and built the agency part-time and then because I was pregnant, I knew I was going to have to take some time off um, to have the baby and didn't want to kind of get it rolling and then have to just put it on pause for a couple of months. So. I was looking for someone to help me and reached out to my friend, Casey, who was a full-time nanny and household manager at the time, who was also pregnant with her first baby. And our due dates were about three months apart. So we, um, she started with me from the very beginning and, um, she was one of my really good friends and we've had an awesome working relationship with. So, um, anyone who works, with our Atlanta office knows Casey and loves her um, she's awesome and I've been very fortunate to have her by my side through this whole journey and um, and you know that we have worked really well together because you know with working with friends it can go one of two ways but luckily it's been really good we have our friendship and then we have like our working relationship So. So yeah, but I really just wanted to, you know, like I said, I had some great relationships with families and really wanted to help families find, you know, that perfect nanny to fit their family and um, becoming a new mom. I felt like I could kind of have that perspective of what moms were looking for and then also have the perspective from a nanny as far as what they're looking for in a family.
0: I love that. I think everyone who ever starts an agency should have some <laughs> nanny experience. I really do think you you have to live through it to like fully understand it if that makes sense. Um and I love that you started your business with your friend because I don't know if you know, but I'm always saying nannies need nanny friends because community is really the only way that we get through mm-hmm. this experience so I love that that is was part of your story um, how you guys got started so I wanted to ask if you could provide like a brief overview of what the process is like um, Some of us have never worked with an agency before and more and more nannies are turning to agencies since COVID and everything, but um, if you could just give an overview of what the process is like from start to finish for a nanny working with an agency.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, every agency does things a little bit differently, but as far as our agency goes, we start with um, either initial kind of phone call, get to know you type of call, um, either before someone has filled out our application, or after they have filled out the application, um, we review every application that comes in to us, and if for some reason you don't meet our qualifications, if you don't have enough experience, or something like that, we we try to get back to, or we do get back to everyone that applies, just because I know I've been on the other end when you're job searching and you're not hearing back from people. So we do get back to everyone and let them know, like, you know you need more experience to work with us or whatever it may be Um, but once we do that initial screening of your application we do set up like a quick phone call just to get a better feel for what you're looking for what types of positions we have as an agency um, what we require of nannies um, and just to kind of go over the basics and then if it seems like we're a good fit for you, and you're a good fit for us, then we would um, schedule a more in-depth interview. Um, when we do our interviews on Zoom, um, they are, you know, basically just going through your resume slash application through us. Um, we talk about your experience, a little bit more about what you're looking for in a position. Um, What type of family would be a good fit for you? What's your ideal position? And what are your like must haves in a job? And what are your things that you would like to have, but you know, could maybe be flexible on? So um, we just really try to go through that, get to know you, and talk about also positions that we currently have and which ones you might be interested in. Um, Then we um, call three child care related references. So you do have to be able to provide those. And then we also, um, once we've had the references called, and obviously if they're positive references, we will send your application out to our families and um, set up interviews for you to meet with them. And then we usually have you do a couple of trial days before officially accepting the position. Um, Even if an offer has been made, we think the trial days are super important just to Make sure it's a good fit on both ends, um, and then we run the background check at that point, and um, and then help you put together a work agreement. Um, so we do provide the families a sample work agreement to use. Um, some families and nannies have their own work agreement, which is totally fine. You know, we aren't are not the employer. We just help match you up, but we do want to help you know set you up for a successful relationships so we do make sure that there is a work agreement in place and answer questions that the family might have or the nanny might have and um you know our attorney says not to get too involved with the contracts just because you know then we can be seen as the employer which can get us into trouble but we want to make sure that you know nannies are protected and there isn't anything in there that is not going to, you know, make the relationship fall apart at at some point.
0: Nice. Okay. So I have a question about the references thing, because as a nanny, (laughs) sometimes you leave a position and families are not happy that you've chosen to leave the position and things can kind of get lost in translation, right? Like our soul... Um, Mm -hmm. point of reference, you know, if they're upset, if they take things personally, or if we're not comfortable using Mm -hmm. them, um, excuse me, as a reference, does it matter how old your references are? Or is there any way to navigate around that? Because I know some people, you know, can't necessarily leave a job on great terms. So is there a way to navigate around that at all?
1: I mean, we we try to be flexible with that to a degree i mean we try to speak to your most recent reference but we understand that sometimes like you said there's situations that happen where the family is just upset that you left and so we do really try to tailor the questions that we ask really more towards like your job performance while you were there not just like general feelings because we know people can take things personally and um so so yeah i mean we we understand that even though you could have been a great nanny for a family and they were super happy with you the whole time that they might be a little bit bitter when we talk to them and we take that into account and if a nanny tells us like this family is just really upset that i'm leaving and they're not willing to be a reference then we wouldn't if we thought the nanny was amazing they had great experience and had other solid references that we could speak to we wouldn't you know hold that against them or not work with them for that reason Um, we do try to speak with pretty recent references as much as we can just because you know a lot can happen in 10 15 years with a person so the nanny that you were 15 years ago might not be the nanny that you are today so Um, we do try to speak with your most recent references, but we also want to speak with the references that you think, you know, best represent you as a nanny as well.
0: Okay. That's good to know. And I like to hear that you guys have tailored questions as opposed to just open-ended, how do you feel type of questions? Because it is true. It can, some families are not looking at their role as employer, um, And when it comes time for references, that can sometimes be reflected. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Also wondering, what are, because we've been seeing these tables come out, um, these info sheets with current rates and how you determine rates. We've seen them in lots of different Mm -hmm. um, areas of the U.S. I think you guys did one, too. Um, So just briefly, what are the real going rates for the areas that you serve um, based on experience?
1: Um, Yeah, so we did come up with, or we did put out a rate chart, I guess you could say, um, at the beginning of 2022. um, And we'll probably update that at the beginning of next year. Although I will say the rates probably haven't changed drastically from this year or in the past year. Um, but I would say in the Mm. Atlanta market our positions probably start at 24 an hour on the lower end 23 24 um, and then on the higher end 30 dollars an hour and we do occasionally get jobs that pay over 30 an hour and this is for a nanny position Um, if we're talking about like a household manager it might be slightly more um, or a newborn care specialist um, those rates are typically more like 25 to 35 an hour. Um, so we do place nannies, household managers, and newborn care specialists. Um, Charleston, I would say, is about the same, um, maybe slightly less, but I would say in general about the same range, like 24 to 30. Um, in Cincinnati, slightly less, um, but not significantly. I would say on the low end, maybe like 22 an hour, up to. Um, high 20s to 30 an hour. That's kind of what we're seeing now, but we did put those rate charts out there just because the rates did dramatically shift in the last two years um, with the pandemic, Um, which I think is great because I do think, especially in the markets that we were working in, there were a lot of nannies that were being underpaid based on kind of like the cost of living in those areas. So I do think that it was a good shift. I mean, there were a lot of, you know, stressful and hard things that nannies and everyone went through during the pandemic. But I think one of the positives in the nanny world that came out of that was that nannies were really valued and the rates shifted to reflect that and the way that, you know, a lot of people just weren't seeing nannies as, I don't know, I guess just like a real career or a vital part of our society to like help parents work because they had schools and they had daycares and other options. And really once it came down to like nannies were one of the only childcare options out there for a lot of families, um, you know, really like the value of in-home childcare, I think went up, which I think is
0: great and is was long overdue for sure for sure okay so just for fun let's let's do me let's let's see what i'm worth <laughs> as a nanny so i currently work well first of all i do have a degree in developmental psychology um i have been in this industry for 12 years i have experience with singletons multiples and currently take care of 3 kids six, four, and two, I work 50 hours a week. What would your happiness be thinking is a reasonable fee for that?
1: So, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into the fee. I mean, one half of it is the nanny's experience, and then the other half is the family's needs and how many children they have, how old the children are, is the nanny doing, you know, household tasks, like household manager type of tasks. Um, for that type of position to hire a nanny with your experience level, I would definitely say on the higher end of that price range that I recommended for three children. And with that experience level, definitely somewhere in like the 27 to 30 an hour range is kind of what we would recommend for that type of position.
0: Okay, good. I just wanted to give like a concrete example for anyone who's listening, um, with some factors, uh, put in there. So thank you for that. Um, wondering what are parents currently looking for when they come to you seeking a nanny? What are the like major, Items or characteristics that they're looking for in a child care provider.
1: It's hard to say because, you know, every family
0: is so unique and kind of what they're looking
1: for and what kind of skill set they're looking for based on the ages of their children and kind of where they are in where their family is, whether they're first time parents looking for to hire a nanny for the first time they might really be looking for someone who is um who obviously has a lot of infant experience but also can be very um you know give them guidance if someone that can help them with questions that they might have and you know just sort of like ease some of their nerves as first-time parents and then there could be people with um older school aged kids that have busy households that really want someone that's like on the go and can keep up and be super organized. So I would say it really depends on the family as far as what they're looking for. Um, But overall, kind of what I think attracts families to certain nannies and what attracts us as an agency to certain nannies is just people that have a good attitude about things, um, just life in general and are excited about the work that they do and we really see this like with interviewing too. like someone someone could have a lot of great experience on paper but they go into the interview and they just are kind of don't present themselves in a way that they seem passionate about what they do they might um, we do sometimes get nannies that you know when you've been doing this for a long time I don't want to say they're judging the parents but kind of come in with an attitude of like I know what you should be doing and you know you're doing everything wrong which no parent wants to hear that so it's sort of like this fine line of like how to like encourage the parents to do certain things a certain way or to give them information that they need but also make them feel empowered and make them feel like, you know, this is my child and I'm making, you know, the, the best choices I can for them. So I think that nannies that kind of have that ability to come in and make parents at ease and make them feel confident and make them feel comfortable and encouraging, that is really something that stands out. And, um, just having, like I said, like a positive attitude and, Uh,
0: not uh, what's the word I'm looking for no I get it like some nannies can get jaded over time and you can tell that they're just doing a job to do a job and don't really have the spark anymore I understand that
1: Yeah, sometimes we get nannies that on paper they have every credential and certification and 20 years of experience but they come in and You know, they just are maybe a little burnout, which I get, you know, it happens. Um, But then we have someone who might have half of the amount of experience and not all the credentials on paper, but they have like just a really good attitude and um, are excited about it. And, you know, I would say nine times out of 10, the less experienced nanny in
0: that particular circumstance would would get hired. That makes sense. That makes total sense to me. Yeah, I get that. Um, are there any new normals as far as either the job search process or what families are looking for since COVID? I feel like the the obvious thing is vaccines or boosters. Um, but is there anything else that is new that you're having to sort of screen for in your candidates?
1: Um, yeah, the vaccines are a big one um, with most families. I would say... Um, you know, when things were really strict, a lot of families were not comfortable with their nanny going out around, you know, to play dates and, um, you know, even their living situation. So that was like a whole kind of crazy thing that we had to, you know, tackle as an agency. Like we don't normally ask them personal questions about who do you live with and, you know, who are you around on the weekends and what do they do? How much exposure do they have? So, Luckily, we are past all of that and we are kind of, you know, back to a more normal place where, you know, nannies are a little bit more free to live their lives and, um, you know, families, now that, you know, children are able to get vaccinated, a lot of families are more comfortable, um, you know, getting out and about and that sort of thing as well. Um, You know, one thing I would say is just there are a lot more work-at-home parents now than there ever were. Um, i mean we were <laughs> we were starting to see that trend happening um just in general before the pandemic where about half and half of our positions were work- at-home parents um, but now everybody works at home so that's just you know, we used to have nannies that would say, I cannot work with work at home parents. And we'd be like, okay, we get that, you know, that will limit you from some of our jobs. But, you know, we, we probably have <laughs> enough jobs where we could find you something, <laughs> but we, yeah. <laughs> but now it's kind of like, if you're not comfortable with work at home parents, we might not be able to find you a job because that is, you know, a good chunk of our families have at least one parent working from home. And it is a whole different set of obstacles that you kind of have to navigate uh, from both the parent side and the nanny side I mean we could talk about that for like an hour you know just on that topic of work at home parents (laughs) Um, but you know that's that's probably one of the biggest changes is just like nannies getting comfortable with that and getting into a rhythm with their families as far as like how are we going to do this? Because a lot of our families, they work with babies and toddlers and young preschool age kids and those kids, you know, at that age, it's it's hard on them to like see mom and dad in and out and not know like, who do I go to mom or nanny or, you know, and um, it can be very emotional for them and they feel like, you know, especially if they have some attachment issues or going through a phase, fa- you know, attachment phase, like seeing their mom, like leaving them, it's like the morning routine, like, five times a day. Truly,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think I got really lucky um, that I was with my family for three years before the world got wild. Um, I think that part of my reservations for work-from-home parents is you never know what you're going to get. You never know how parents cope, right, with the distance um, with being away from their kiddos or how they will cope with overhearing some of the activities of the day. Um, and I feel like that's a like really stressful, a stress point for uh, caregivers because we want to do well. We want to make you feel comfortable. We want to assure you that we know how to handle you know what is being thrown at us. We know how to entertain your kiddos. Um, and unfortunately sometimes they cry and that can be really hard on parents in the next room and even harder on a nanny who knows the parents are in the next room. So I was, I was blessed to already have a level of comfort with my bosses because I know that they know that I'm doing the best I can do. Um, so totally understand that more families are working from home and nannies are kind of intimidated by that because it does, it adds a special stress <laughs> to the position but i wonder how do you manage uh picky nannies like i know that some of us get to a place in our career where we're like i only want the job if it checks all my boxes um how do you manage a, a picky nanny does it is do we time out can you how long will you search for a position for them like how do how do you navigate that
1: um that's a good question because you know we obviously want to find you the best fit when you're working with us and our goal is to like make it a long-term great match for both you and the family so you know it can be hard and like I think I was talking about this earlier we we really try to talk to you during the interview process about like what are the most important things to you in a position is it you know the ages of the children do you have specific ages you really have, want to work with like you love babies and want to start with an infant from the beginning um you know is location super important to you like how far are you willing to commute and just like really tailor it down i mean i think we actually have on our application one of our questions is like what is your ideal nanny position and so we try to really go through that and get a sense of what is most important to you um but also help you have realistic expectations if there's something that the nanny is kind of demanding and we're like it's never gonna happen then um you know we try to be realistic with people about that too like you know, we will try our best, but like the, these, that position that you just described to me, we get like that position maybe once a year. So you can wait and maybe it'll come along, but, um, you know, we, we just really try to manage the expectations and we don't really necessarily have like a time limit that we'll search. Like if a nanny, some nannies will keep an eye on our job board and they'll just reach out like. Hey, I saw this new job pop up. Um, can you tell me more about it? We're happy to talk to you about it. Um, you know, it can be hard. The only situation that I would say can be frustrating for us as an agency is if we have nannies that interview with multiple families, they get through the trial days, they get an offer, and they get to the part of the contract, and then it falls apart at that point point of the process, if that happens repeatedly, that can be a little wearing on us because there's so much work to get to that point on our end and the family's end and your end. It's like so much effort to like, okay, we're going to do the trial day. We're going to go through the contract and put it together and all of the things. And then to be like, no, I'm not taking this job because of XY and Z. It's like we usually try to discuss everything early on so we don't get to that point and then have it fall apart, but some people get so hung up on the contract and I get it, like I understand like you want to be protected, you don't want to get taken advantage of and we do not want that either. But there's like a fine line to where like there has to be some give and take when you get to that point of
0: negotiating. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in general, just nanny positions are always going to involve some level of compromise because nine times out of 10, a nanny's motivation for working as a nanny is a little bit different than a family's motivation for hiring a nanny. And I feel like the sooner we accept (laughs) that there's going to be give and take, the better um, the relationship is going to be. Um, But I wonder, do you have to have Do you ever have to have conversations with families where you, A, help them become more realistic in their expectations of a nanny, or have you ever encountered a family where you're like, actually, I don't think I can work with you because you're not making me feel like you will protect your nanny or, you know, be a good employer? Has that ever happened?
1: Oh yes, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, We talk to a lot of families and we really try to from the very first conversation with them set expectations as far as what we require as an agency. Like we're very upfront about the fact that we do not work with families who aren't willing to pay on the books. We um, require them to guarantee hours offer paid holidays vacation sick days um, and so we're very upfront about those kind of like basic things that we require but also just managing expectations as far as pay and um, what range they're comfortable in and I you know I think working with an agency some families come to an agency and say I'm going to an agency because I need a nanny but you know really we're part of what the services that we provide to families is making sure we're finding you the right nanny making sure you're hiring someone that's going to be a good fit for your family long-term, not just to get someone in there to work for you and then have it fall apart three months. in because, you know, you didn't really talk through certain details or the nanny really isn't a good fit for X, Y, Z and certain things, you know, no one can predict that, you know, It might just not be a good match or something could change in someone's life and it could not work out long long term. But, um, you know, really, our goal is to try to make sure that we are super upfront about all of those types of things um, from the very first conversation we have with the family. And then as we go through the process, giving them feedback, talking through, you know, after they've had interviews with nannies, Um, giving them feedback from the nannies if we get some that could help them, um, in the future. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely times that we talk to a family and sometimes we just, it's like red flags popping up all over the place (laughs) and we're like, nope, this is not the family that we want to work with because we don't feel like they are going to be a good employer. And, um, you know, I think when I first started the business, I was, we were, you know, we wanted to work with as many families as we could. And we were sometimes scared to say no to people. And we sometimes were, um, you know, think people would say things that were like, oh, that didn't really feel right. Like, I, that's kind of a red flag, but you kind of, I don't know, you just don't know how to address them. But I think over the years doing this, we really, have, like, I just have so much less tolerance for people who are going to, like, discriminate in their job search and, um, you know, tell us that, you know, they don't want a certain age bracket of a nanny. There's so many things that we hear as an agency that, honestly, I could write a book, but (laughs) it's, um, yeah, there's definitely families that we have decided not to work with for lots of various reasons and we have you know stopped searches in the middle if we just really feel like the family is not not going to be a good employer for whatever reason it is.
0: That's good to know and I was I'm glad you touched on it because I was going to follow up asking how you deal with families who come to you searching for a specific We'll, we'll just use that, that descriptor, a very specific <laughs> type of, uh, caregiver, because I think sometimes families find it innocent, um, and aren't necessarily looking to quote unquote discriminate, but, um, it is, it is discrimination <laughs> and it does make it, um, more difficult. Um, and I also think sometimes families don't even really know what they need, You know, there are families who will be like, we want a grandmother type to take care of our kiddos. Or they want someone who looks like they could be family because of the optics, but that isn't necessarily like the best person for the job. I don't know. I think, I think the more we talk about nannies and and what we do, how we serve, how we support families, I think we'll move towards normalizing, um the industry and families will be more open to allowing us to come in and help them the way that we know that we can help them rather than feeling like they have to pick out a specific type of support um so yeah that's that's good to hear you know we we do get
1: families that come to us and say things like that like i want the grandmotherly type or you know i have young kids so i really want a nanny like that's around 25 years old that has a few years of experience but can keep up with my kids but you know it's like sometimes the 25 year old is the nanny that's going to be like sitting on their phone you know scrolling instagram the whole time where the 50 year old nanny is super active and can keep up with toddlers so like we really try when we're talking to families not ask too many specific questions about like what is your ideal nanny even though we do ask that to the the nannies but as far as families we try to tailor it more towards their needs and like you want an active nanny you want a nanny that you know has experience with infants versus like a grandmotherly type like you said so it's like just taking what their needs are out of what they're saying because like you said I don't think sometimes they're not intentionally discriminating by saying I want a grandmotherly nanny but we try to get down to like why are they saying that like it's because they want someone nurturing and they want someone with experience and
0: but that can also be you know a 30 year old nanny yeah totally true totally true So how are you feeling about the landscape of the nanny industry? I know a lot of agencies have either closed or opened or there's like, I feel like our industry has a lot of turnover in general. Um, But I'd like to know how you're feeling about the landscape, about the outlook, about where the industry is headed and sort of all that good stuff. now with where we're headed, like I said before,
1: I do think like one good thing from the pandemic is just the rate increase that we've seen across the board. And I think that's something, you know, I'm we're part of the INA, the International Nanny Association and APNA and I'm on the APNA board. And we do attend the um, the conferences for both of those organizations every year and So we really, and through Facebook groups and things like that, I feel like I'm pretty connected with agencies across the country. Um, And it seems to be definitely a trend that, you know, the nanny rates are increasing and, and things, you know, families are making better offers than we've ever seen as agencies. Like we're seeing things like healthcare stipends, which is something that we, once in a blue moon, we'd have a family offer something like that, but that's becoming more of a norm. Um, and things like sign on bonuses and, um, just offering better benefits altogether, not just pay, but the whole like benefits package, I guess you could say. Um, so I think, I think that's amazing. You know, like nannies should be getting some type of healthcare stipend. Healthcare is expensive and it's a, you know, basic human necessity to have some type of healthcare. And so... I think it's great. I, I mean, I'm very positive about the direction that the nanny industry is going in. And I think that like all of the Facebook groups and all of the organizations and um, there's just so many people out there. Like we're just able to connect in a way that we were never able to before. Um, I never met any other nanny agency owners until Gosh, what year was it? I went to the INA conference in 2000, like 18 or 19 was the first conference. And I feel like my mind was blown because I was like, oh my God, there's all these people that do what I do and they understand like my industry. And I wish I had like gone to a conference earlier or, you know, connected with people. But there I just feel like, I mean, the INA was there, but they're there just wasn't the nanny community that we have now and i think that really helps people to kind of know their value and worth and you know not um just to elevate the profession as a whole um and really see it as more of a career versus you know i'm I'm a nanny, but you know, like I'm part of a community. This is a career. There's courses I can take. There's things I can do to elevate my career, which I think is awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm in a very similar place. I think that the past couple years um, have been really rough for the world, but in a strange way, have really helped illuminate the impact of caregivers um, that that we have on society and on the world. And I'm so excited to see where this industry is going. I love seeing agencies like yours that are very, very um, nanny-centered, nanny-positive. You guys really go hard. Um, for the nannies that you work with, I have several friends who have worked with you guys who have been placed into their dream ideal positions um, from you guys. So i'm really glad we got to talk today um and i really really hope that we keep going in this positive vein we keep like you said elevating the community um uplifting one another and normalizing nanny life for everyone so thank you so much bailey for being here for talking to us sort of about the process um Again, to remind everyone, her agency is called Your Happy Nest, Um, and I'm pretty sure that's your handle on all socials, right, Bailey?
1: Yes, it's Your Happy Nest Nanny on Instagram, and if you just type or search for Your Happy Nest on Facebook or uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, we're on all the things, (laughs) you should be able to find us.
0: Yay! Awesome. So you guys make sure to keep up with your happy nest. If you're in any of the areas they serve, which again are Atlanta, Charleston, and did you say Cincy? Cincinnati? Yes. Um, Definitely look them up. They have really, really great jobs. Really great jobs. (laughs) And if you're looking to keep up with me on a daily basis, I'll be at Nanny's Life on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok all the things. Um, But yeah, thank you so much, Bailey. This is a good convo. I really appreciate
1: it. Thank you you so much for having me. It's been really great following along with your nanny career and just like connecting with another Atlanta nanny. Um, And yeah, it's been great chatting with you.
0: (laughs) Awesome. All right, guys. Well, y'all have a good week and we'll be back with another one next week. Take care of yourself guys. Thank you.